Amen. Let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, we thank you for your love for us and your mercies that are new every day. Just invite your presence to come and fill this place, our hearts and our minds. Lord Jesus, come. Send your Holy Spirit. Strengthen us, call us, equip us. Remind and renew us of our sacred calling, the sacred trust that you have given to us, Lord, to be your witnesses here in the earth. We give praise, glory, and honor to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All God's people said amen. 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 It is always a privilege to preach in this chapel. Um, Today's message is on the theme of witness, and I want to focus in on the scriptures that kind of remind us of this, um, that we have a sacred trust that we've been given to follow the way of Jesus, to be the hands, the feet of Jesus, to be the message bearers of Jesus. And so, brothers and sisters, we're living through a very difficult time. The world um, is experiencing um, one of the most disruptive moments, I would say, um, in the history of the world, some of the challenges that we are facing. Many of us in, um, in our time have not experienced anything um, such as what we are experiencing now. Um, and in so many ways, we are reminded of the global nature of the world in which we live in today, um, that what happens to one uh, affects us all. And so we are all experiencing all around the world, regardless of whether you're here. So many of us who are part of the community here in Wilmore uh, have friends and families in many other parts of the world. And, and as the people of God, as the collective human race, what is experienced in one place affects the others. And so I want to begin by taking us to Acts 1 and 8. As I was praying, Jessica had actually asked me to preach on the theme of uh, martyrs or being a witness, and my mind immediately went to Acts chapter 1. This has been a verse that I've held on to over 20 plus years of serving God and planning churches and, and seeing people come to faith and traveling the world. This has been one of those verses, and um, in a very profound way, I think this is a verse for today. This is a verse for the times. We're reminded Um, In the beginning of this passage, that to you is not to know the times or the seasons, but it's, in essence, it's in the Father's hands. And we're reminded as we look into the words times and seasons, we have chronos and kairos, reminded of times and seasons in which we live. I want to begin with a quote from uh, one of of the great novels, Charles Dickens, uh, A Tale of Two Cities where it begins famously, a famous line, it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. It was an age of wisdom and it was an age of foolishness. It was a season of light and it was a season of darkness. It was a spring of hope and it was a winter of despair. We had everything before us and we had nothing before us. We were all going direct to heaven and we were all going direct to the other way. Um, in many ways, these words echo the times in which we're living in. 
these are challenging times. Some people use language of revolution, renewal, great awakening. Others use language of uh, destruction, chaos, and new dark ages. Which is it? We're reminded in these moments, in this verse, reminds us that times and seasons are in the hands of God. And God ordains us and calls us into the kingdom. When we look at the scriptures, the scripture uses language like, now is the time. Behold, today is the day. Such a time as this. Brothers and sisters, we have been called into the kingdom for such a time as this. Amen? These are the best of times and the worst of times. In seasons of upheaval, as we look to the sacred scriptures, we see that nations rise and fall. We see that God raises men and women for such a time as this. And I want to remind us today of our sacred calling. Why have we come to seminary? Why are we to use the language of the seminary's vision is that we are a community called by God of men and women from around the world. And so I want to begin today with an encouragement in the sense if we can, how many, how many of y'all need encouragement? I need encouragement. So I'm going to encourage myself. If this isn't encouraging for anyone else, I want to remind us today that God is not surprised at what is happening in the world around us. And that God has chosen you and I to be his witnesses in this moment and in this season in history. I'm reminded of, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm a, I like to write. I'm a writer, and I love, I love a good story. How many of y'all like a good story? G.K. Chesterton once said that all of life is a story, and if there's a story, there must be a storyteller. And one of my favorite stories and authors is J.R. Tolkien, is Lord of the Rings. Does anybody like Lord of the Rings here? I kind of think of myself as like a hobbit sometimes, you know. I'm like, just, just give me a good cup of tea. I'm going to go hide out somewhere. And we see in the Lord of the Rings, what makes it so lovely is the hero of the story isn't this big giant sword bearer. It's not this big Herculean strong person, but it's a hobbit that was chosen to carry the ring. It was this little uh, small person um, that, that that the majority of the human race were unaware of these little humble hobbits in the story. And Frodo becomes the ring bearer. It's a humble shire folk. And there's this wonderful, beautiful scene in which they're in the caves. They're trying to take the the ring to destroy the ring. And, And Frodo says, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. And Gandalf, who's, you know, the great leader, the wizard, the all wise, he says, Frodo, so, so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to do is to decide what to do with the time that is given to us. If we're really honest, we wish we weren't living in and experiencing what we're experiencing. And like Frodo, maybe we wish that um, such times had not come to us. But Gandalf reminds us, that it's not for us to decide the times in which we live. The times and the seasons are in the hands of God. All that we have to do is to decide what to do with the time that has been given us. 
God has called us for such a time as this. God has brought you here for such a time as this. The world in which you came to seminary in has changed, and the world in which you will go back out into will be a different world. For God has called us for such a time as this. So number one, I want to encourage you that God is aware. God, in his beautiful sovereign grace, somehow um, is working his plans and his purposes and his grace. One of Dr. Tennant's earlier messages to the community and as, as the coronavirus was really beginning to kind of take off and civil unrest was happening, he used a language that I, I've just held on to. Sometimes God gives you little nuggets and you just hold on to those and say, I'm just going to hold on to that. Amen? Uh, Dr. Tennant, in one of his messages, he said, he called it, we're in a season of disruptive grace. And I've just held on to that little nugget. That as everything in the world is being jerked out from under us and the carpet's being pulled out from under us and the world seems to be falling apart, God in his grace is working out his purposes in the world. Amen? That God is still a God of love and grace and mercy and in the heart and the mind of God, he owns the times and seasons. So number one, just know that God is somehow in this. We might not have all the answers. We'll look back. Hindsight is always 2020. But number two, I know this, that God has called us, and if he has called us, he will equip us to do what he's called us to do. Amen? And so the scripture at the really heart of this is that you shall be my witnesses after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and so you shall receive power, in other words. Jesus says he reminds us that I've called you, but I've also am sending the Holy Spirit that you might receive power. And so today we have a promise of the power of God. Do you feel powerless? Do you feel um, at times overwhelmed in your own strength? And one of the challenges is in crises moments, we are reminded uh, when we come to the end of ourselves, Peter Schizero in Emotionally Healthy Spirituality talks about hitting the wall. When we hit the wall and we feel like we can't go on in our own strength and our power, that's when the power of God steps in. And I want to remind you today about the power of God. Not just some impersonal electric source or electric power. You switch on the light and the, you turn it off. That's not what the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the person and work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I will send the parakletos, the paraclete, the, the helper, the counselor, the comforter. And today what we need is we need the comforter. Amen? We need the Holy Spirit to come and fresh and new and to fill us with the Spirit, to fill us with the love. And what many of us need today is a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Some of us need a fresh encounter with the Holy Spirit today. A little over 10 years ago, I was speaking at a conference, and the sham of being a conference speaker sometimes is your life can be broken. You can, you know, you can be broke, busted, and disgusted, and you still gotta, you still gotta give that conference talk. And I was in Texas speaking at, at, a, at a winter conference, and I was just, I was at a crossroads. I was at the end of my road. I remember I did my talk and it went good. You know, you, sometimes you just know it goes, it, it went good. I remember the evening service, there was, a, there was a worship service. 
and there was a, a, a leader that got, it was a bishop got up and um, he had this uh, southern accent. He said, hey, we're going to have prayer for people over here in the corners. And, you know, I was like, okay, okay. And uh, I felt like the Lord said, you need to go up for prayer. You know, and that was, that was humbling. You know, I had to say, well, I just gave this great talk at Bay, but Lord, do you think I need to go up for prayer? I, I knew I needed to go up for prayer, and I went up for prayer. And this leader was there, and they said, what do you need? I remember I was in this crossroads. I was leading our church in a really um, different direction. Um, and so I said, well, I need the Lord direction. You know, I need this and that. You know, and this, this person looked at me and said, you just need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. And he said it in this southern accent. You need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it's like, it like one of those old TV evangelist uh, accents and I said, that's exactly what I need. It wasn't what I went up for. It wasn't what I was looking for. I wanted a good answer. I was wanting the word of the Lord. I was wanting somebody to prophesy over me or someone to give me a text message and say, this is what you need to do. But I was reminded what I needed was a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. Sisters and brothers, what we need today is a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. We don't need the answers. We don't need the exact words to say. There is no uh, way that we can fix the problems that are in front of us. What we need is God to fill us fresh with the Holy Spirit. We need the Comforter who will fill us and refresh us and renew us. Many of us today are dry and we're empty and we're running on empty. And we're in the middle of a crisis, and that's okay. And we have to admit and say, you know what? I am broken, and I am empty. When you come to the end of yourself, and when we have the humility to admit that, that's when God says, I am ready to pour fresh water, fresh oil into your vessel. And I'm standing up here today as someone who's saying, you know what? I'm struggling. Lord, here am I. I know you want me to be a witness, but man, I am busted, broke, and I need Jesus today. So I'm standing up here as one of you, humbly saying, Lord, fill me today that I might be a witness. So often we just keep going, soldiering on, and trying to do it in our own strength, but God says, I want to fill you with the Spirit that you might be a witness. So maybe you're at a crossroads, and if we're really honest, we're all at a crossroads today. We need a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. We need to allow the wind of the Holy Spirit to blow in our sails that we might keep on. Uh, what we're going through is not going to be over anytime soon. Um, and so what we need is God to help us, to give us leading to the next point, the words to be witnesses, that we are not simply called to be Christians in name alone, but we are called to be witnesses. What I love about this verse is we're reminded that we're not called to be lone rangers, but we are called to be witnesses in kind of the plural sense. We're a community called here at Asbury to be witnesses. And the word witness here in the uh, original Greek text, it means to bear witness, to testify. It means one who is called to remember 
and to bring the light to a situation. There are seasons in which we remember our baptisms. I love that. Because we remember what God has done for us. And that if God has saved us and redeemed us and he's called us, we need to be reminded of that and we need to be reminded of it often. So I want to remind you today of why God has brought you here. He's brought you here to be a witness. He's called you to bear witness to the truth, to stand for the truth of God's word in the midst of a broken and fallen world that is in desperate need to experience the life-changing power of Jesus Christ, to unify our hearts and our minds, to redeem the nations, to right what has been wronged. This is our calling. And so oftentimes we think of the martyrs as those who have died. And yes, that is a very real reality. We draw inspiration from, from those who have gone on before us and have, have died for the faith. But the scriptures here imply the call to be a living witness, that we are called to witness for God in the day and time in which we are living in. What is our witness? What is our message? It is Jesus. It is love. It is the message of grace and truth. Jesus says, by this, all will know that you are my disciples, that you have love one for another. I think one of the most grievous things about the moment in which we live is how deeply divided Christians are. When Jesus says, all will know you're my disciples if you have love one for another. Today we are called to embody, to share, and to live. Our witness is love. It is nothing other than Jesus. That is our witness. It is not ourselves. It's not the denomination that we serve. It's not, um, it's not the name of the, that's on the marquee of our church building or our schools, but it is all to give witness to Jesus, all to him, all for him. Times and seasons, the power of the Spirit, we're called to be a witness. And I want to talk about the place. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. One of the things I deeply appreciate about Asbury Seminary is we are a global seminary. We have over 10,000 alumni all around the world. You know, my kids ask me what I do for a living. I, I, I get to interact with global leaders on a daily basis. And in some ways, um, this has accelerated the ability to interact and consult and work with and pray with global leaders via zoom and distance we've seen some some of the most amazing things over the last six months in terms of partnering with partners and helping them um, kind of implement contextualized training all around the world i could i could just tell stories of all of this and so our calling is from here to everywhere and from everywhere to here amen our calling is to be witnesses here, but it's also to have a global. What happens, as I said in the beginning, what happens in other parts of the world affects what is happening here. And so I, I want to encourage us in this, that the mission field is here and now. It is not then and there. The mission field is here and now, not then and there. God is calling us 
to live in this moment, in this history. God has called you here for this time and this season to be his witnesses. And today as we get ready to come to the communion table, I want you to think of as as you receive communion in your seats, one of those powerful realities is Jesus promises us where two or three gathered in my name, there I'll be in the midst. Think of where you take that communion element today in your seat. Think of it as an altar. Think of this is a holy place, but God wants to feed you and fill you fresh and new today with the Holy Spirit. And so as we do that in these next few moments, maybe you feel weary. Maybe you feel ready to give up, but God says now is the time. God knew your name, the scriptures tell us, that your name was written in the very palm of his hand before you were ever born. And God has called us into the kingdom for such a time as this. With Frodo, many of us will think, I wish this had never come to me. I wish none of this had ever happened. But it's not for us to decide. What's up for us to decide is what we will do with the time that has been given us. The great Charles Wesley hymn, and I'll end with this, has the one line that I remind myself many times over, a charge to keep have I. We've been given a sacred charge. The saints of old, the saints of the scriptures throughout the ages have passed on the baton of the scriptures to each generation. Maybe you were like me. I was, I was, a, I was a punk, troubled kid. And I had a grandmother that prayed for me that believed in me and drugged me to church every now and then and I would go kicking and screaming and I didn't want to go. She always said, you're going to be a preacher one day. And Yeah, right. And here I am, 35 years later, serving the Lord, going wherever God has called me to go. The charge that I have to keep, I had a grandmother I had a godly mother that when I was wayward as a teenager and God was the last thing on my mind, I had a mother that got out on her knees and prayed for my salvation. And I had a radical conversion experience at the age of 19 and I've never been the same since. You've been given a trust. People have shed blood for the ability for us to preach and be in this chapel here today. Let us never forget our sacred trust is to be a witness to God. And God is saying in this hour, in this time, can I get a witness? And he's called us to join in that. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you, Jesus, for your love. We thank you, Lord, that you have called us into the kingdom for such a time as this. I thank you for all the dear saints that are here gathered and scattered abroad around the world, all those who have, uh, whether alumni or friends and family of, of students, God, you have called each of us 
to join you in the witness in this moment. And I pray, come Holy Spirit, I ask, Lord, that you would fill each one of us fresh and new today with your spirit. Encourage our hearts. In the next few moments, Lord, may we experience you as we go back to our rooms or homes, as we spend time throughout the rest of the day and this week. Lord, I just ask for fresh and fillings, fresh encounters, encouraging moments alone with you. So encourage the hearts of all who are ready to give up. God, lift up the hands of the weary. God, be with those that are hurting and dying. Lord, we pray your grace and we pray your mercy, Lord. We ask for it today. We we ask, Lord, that you would forgive us for our love of power and that, God, you would help us rediscover the power of love. Come, Holy Spirit. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.